This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay. Um, Pashat Nitzavim starts with a bris, deals with a bris that a Kodesh Baruch Hu was um, and Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar deals with the issue of what was the need for another bris. So he says, He gathered everyone in just like they had him at the first bris in Har Sinai. What's the reason why we need a second bris? Because the Chet Egel means they broke the first bris, so now, when they're in Moab now, on the cusp of going to Israel, Kalal Yisrael once again made a bris with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Rabbi Mchai adds in the second line, the line after it, the obvious question, well, if the first marriage didn't work, what makes you think the second marriage will work? And he says, um, he's, he's, it was done with the Allah and a Shavua, um, in, uh, which wasn't done in the first time round. I want to explain this point a little bit that the, um, the Allah and the Shavua refers to the Tochachos that we had before. And the uh, the difference is, f- for instance, if a person were if a person has an agreement with somebody, and there are no consequences or no palpable consequences for breaking it, then the person is not going to in any way um, respond. On, uh, the bris is always kind of voluntary, which means if he's in a good mood, good if not, not. But if there are built-in consequences, there's something that pushes him and forces him to take action before there's a problem. Uh, similar to the pain um, setup that we have, the, 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 the pain sensation, which doesn't allow us, we can't twist our arms until they break without first feeling excruciating pain. So um, there's, there's, a, there's a safeguard. The Toichacha and the Yisurim that Kadosh will bring on Klal Yisrael are a safeguard that we don't go all the way. So um, it, it, it's interesting when if, if, if people, um, the shallow instinct is to think that the pain sensation is a terrible thing. If we didn't have pain, uh, if there was no such thing as pain in the world, we wouldn't need aspirins and Advils and... Uh, who knows what, what else, a whole multi-billion dollar industry, and we think we'd be very fortunate. But the truth is there are people that have no pain sensation, pain sensation and they're very, very short-lived because they go for broke. In other words, uh, until something isn't destroyed, you don't notice that there's a problem there. So when something's eating away at something else or somebody's, something's deteriorating, um, you don't pay attention to it and you don't care for it. So the bris, the second bris, includes of all and shvua, which meant consequences of tochach and so on, and that and that preserved it. Maybe. Yes. 
Why was it at the very end here? I mean, the 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 calls from Hashem were at Har Sinai. Why did Moshe Rabbeinu wait until? Um, Why was the bris? So my assumption would be, it was a a new generation. So this was the new door that would come in. They were ready for it more than their forefathers, than their parents who had broken the first bris. That's one possibility. The second possibility is the event of going into the soil. It's like a crisis bris usually comes over uh, uh, some sort of major event. So Maimed Har Sinai in the Sinai Satara was one, and the Sinai Satara would be the second one. Those are two possibilities I can think of. Okay, now, what are the Haftachas? There are two Aftachas that are Kaishbach includes the Klai Yisrael. Ha'achas, Sheyu Yisrael Kayyomen, Velo Yisbat Oloilam, Avliyu Dor Achron Ololom Yamaydu. The first one is the Nitzchias of Klai Yisrael, that Klai Yisrael will always remain. That's part of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Aftacha. Vasheni shu zoho hayom haba v'kiyim atero. V'hutzach l'aftiyachken, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu need to promise that? Yipnei shi Yisrael hayu ruyin lo'aved l'koyver atachach shizke l'mala shavaleh. In other words, they will not, a Kal Yisrael, um, looking at the Tochacha, it sounds as if it's an almost impossible that they'll ever make it through. The, um, the, 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 there is so much consequence and so much opportunity to go wrong that one would predict it being impossible. It's very, very um, interesting. If we were to take a history book and somebody were to quiz somebody else and tell them there's a nation that will face this, 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 this Tsarist, and list the Tsarist of Israel, what are, you, what are the odds you would bet on it of them surviving? Um, we'd probably bet zero. And, uh, and yet the Haftacha is that those Yisurim are there to preserve Kaisal. It's more than a separate Haftacha. We have to understand that the pain mechanism is there in order to preserve the person. So the Tochachas <laughs> are not there, you know, as a consequence in the sense of, well, tough luck. If you didn't study for the test, you failed the test, you're out, and that's the last we see of you. The Yisurim the, the are there as a feedback mechanism to tell us if we're doing right or wrong. So the Haftoche is will stay forever in a certain sense that it, it, it redefines the Yisurim. Um, the, 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 they will have, um, and, and he says, and these Miro Kavonos, the same type of Kapara, is going to purify them to be their own Haba. The Chelek Haba also defines, if we to ask ourselves, Akarish Baruchu's Hanhaga and Hashkacha, what is it? And the answer is, Akarish Baruchu is steering us through many different tools and methods to 
um, go on the right derech, to give us feedback on going in the wrong derech, and to rid us of the wrong we've done, so that we're zoch tolm haba. So this sort of defines the, the surin and service at the kaisel. Yes? Really, is there any type of yisurin that's pure kvaya, in other words? It's not to... Um, in the Marek, the Avonos for Olam Ababa, it's well, in, those, in the extreme form. So, Kara's Lachura seems to mean that, that it is, you know, they, they, they are, it's gone completely, and no, with no Tikva, certainly when it speaks about, like a Molek or something, it, there, there's no point in the Yisurim, it's just gone. They have no Makram, they have no Metzius, and that's the end of it. In Kal Yisrael, like Rashi says over here, the Yisurim are there to be Mekayim Kal Yisrael. The next piece is a Rabbeinu Bechaya also, and he tries to explain how is it that an agreement signed by our four four forefathers is binding on us. The Pasuk says, I am I'm not forging this covenant just with you, I'm forging it with the, the children and so on. Kloma. I'm being coerced in this door of the bris. Um, not only with you, I happen just you, you're the people that are standing here, but even with the people who are not here today. And he gives, Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar gives an explanation as to why this is true. The Oma king. Lefi shehaav shoresh. The parents are the fathers of the roots, and the children are the branches. So the, 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 um, the, the Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar defines, Arab, he, he, he defines the Chazal about all the Neshamas being there in light of this point. He says, if, if a father if there's something wrong with the father genetically, it carries over to the children. If the father lost all his money, the children have the money. Our understanding of parents of Deiris in is not just, you know, uh, biologically, door a, a gave birth to door B, door B to door C. We understand it as a continuum um, in time. In other words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the human race when it's at its best, that it builds time-wise. A father establishes something, gives it over to his son, his son moves it forward, and his grandson moves it still forward, and so on and so forth. Um, just like on physical level, if the father neglected the field, it's not going to work. The son will have a double job to take care of it. In Ruchnis, it's the same. And therefore, any, anything that was imposed on the parents is Chalma kids. But Dosh Razali says, Chazal however, Dashen, that all the, all the souls were there. Um, and he brings the Lashon where Chazal Dashen from. Also, he says, the next paragraph, Chazal, Shekol HaNeviim Kulon Kiblon Vosan B'Sinai. All the Neviim received Nebuah from Sinai, but they were only allowed to use it at the appropriate time. And then he brings the Chazal, he brings the Pasuk, like that. Um, the Mechai brings Chazal where it was there, 
and it wasn't given just to use for later. I, um, I, it doesn't seem to imply that it's a, a real machlokas, but I mean it does say lefize appears akosves and then the goof. But I think the truth is, it's not very radically different than what we what we um, picture here. D- the, um, you know, we sort of use a very childish imagination. We figure all the neshamas like ghosts, and they're standing around there. And you know, one guy turns to the other guy and says, "Hey, man, where are you from?" He says, "Oh, I'm from the 21st century." The second guy says, "Well, I'm a 22nd century," and so on. I mean, that's interesting to say 22nd century that there would be a BCE and a CE. But uh, but at any rate, I mean, that's how so we imagine it. And same with the nevuah, we imagine that you know you had all this farm written. And um, and then you know, Seif uh, Malachi said in it to be published in this this year. Seif Chagi to be published in this this year. Um, and when they have it out of books, that what's called an early release or early order or some like pre-order, pre-ordered, like a pre-order of, of Malachi and so on and so forth. It's it's it, it's it's kind of childish. It it's just like it, the marshal. The, it's, it's like I'll say that everything. W- was already created. And the first paper was under the ground. It didn't come out till later. The Nevoas were potentially just like the children and the great-great-grandchildren, just like I was there in other Mauritian at a level of potential. And I was there and I'm here. I'm now in an actualized form and uh, in a realized form and I was there in a very potential form, and I really was there because anything that happened in Tarimurishan affected me. Um, same thing is true with the Nishamas. Um, anything that happened, my Nishama was there, but it was there at the level of potential. Not, it, it, it had not yet been fleshed out. It didn't have a body yet. Same thing is true with the Nevoa. Nevoa's Malachi is, ends with Zichut Teres Moishavdi. It, it's really, really um, latent in Moshabena's Torah. It had a time and a place when this would become the Torah that would be um, understood, revealed, visible. But but that was but 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 it was it was inherent in Moshabena's Torah, and it had a time and a place when ah, this is the message that comes out. Yes. Really, might that be related with the idea that there's nothing in the Nebuah that's not found in the Torah? Correct, and that's why a, nev- a Navi can't be mechadish anything. It's it's all there. It's like Kineger Avabon in the Torah. If there never would have been a Russia or a Tam, we, we wouldn't understand where the Pasha is coming from. But uh, here also, the, the, a Navi is an exp- something in Torah, a, a voice in Torah that needs to be revealed at a particular time and so on. Um, I, I'd like to add something to this <coughs> more contemporary. <coughs> when we look around, we um, w- th- there were there were tiny to many different um, new dark halimut. For instance, Reb Chaim Briskas Torah, which we today in yeshivas consider to be as like given to Moshe Misinai, um, there were many people that felt. Uh, the, um, the Ridvaz writes about it. He calls it alchemy. He, you know, you put in a few things and you produce a terrace and it, and w- where the terrace coming from. He said basically this is this is something that never existed before, and in a certain sense it's true. 
it, it, the words that Abhaim used, the, the, the line of thinking, you know, a little bit the a little bit this, but, but by and large, it's very, very original. Uh, the Maral's teachings on our goddess is new. Um, the um, the um, Chesidus, the, the Balatanya, the Reb Tzadik's Cheder, um, the, the Polish Chesidus Cheder, it's a whole new world. It's not just a vert. It's not like you can say, oh, you know, this is a Chiddush that wasn't said before. I don't know about about a whole um, style of, of, of looking at things in a certain way. Uh, even Musa, Musa had its own unique flavor that wasn't really there before. You know, uh, uh, listen, uh, there was always, the, the Chazal was always there. The message to be a good person was always there. But, but it's really a, a whole way of looking and thinking at something. And the answer is, and anyone who learns lives with both awarenesses. On the one hand, we have a very strong sense that this is Torah Semis. This is not a new Torah. This is really inherent Torah. And yet we're very aware that this was Mizgala very late. And the answer is it's like Nevoah, that there was a time and a place for this to be Mizgala. Even Kabbalah, the Rizal's Kabbalah, was not... Um, the other Kabbalah kind of had a Masoris that goes way back. And um, we don't, you know, it's, it's something that is there in the very early stages. The Rizal's Kabbalah is new, new. And, and yet it's not new, it's, it's, it's redefined the old. And Kalayasol recognized the different things that are new in the sense as being disjunct with what was there before, a breakaway, and things that are just another facet of something that was revealed. And it's the same thing like the Nevoa over here. There was a, it was, it, those things that Kalayasol has a sense that it's Teresemis, and yet it's, it's, a, it's a new, it's Orchadosh, is, um, is like this Nevoa. It was there before, it was there inside, and um, it was in the Scala later. So, yes. Rebbe, so Rebbe, the, def- the defining, I guess, what determines whether it's Ash or not is whether it's Mkubal by Kaiso? Well, I, there are two criteria, I would say. The first one is, the more relevant one is, where does it lead people? The, 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 the things that we recognize as Torah Emes have led people to a much m- stronger commitment to Torah. Um, whether you're talking about Reb Chaim Zerach Halimut, which infused people with a much stronger Chukas Halimut, to the to the to the Chassidus, which gave person much more powerful drive for for Kedusha and Ruchnius in Torah, to Musa, which reinforced a lot of things in Menuchah Vermidos, um, all of these have been things that reinforced the Torah, as opposed to Lahavdal of those reform and conservative etc., where it basically has led Kaisal straight out, or at least made the road, paved the road for the route. So, so recognizing what it accomplished is one. Um, in, in, in the same vein, Kalal Yisrael has an instinct which the Chaznish says, Kaisal knows who the Gdolim are. There is an instinct amongst people about what is Emes and what is going off. And take a look, Chassidus, there was furious opposition to it a really furious opposition to it, and maybe there was good cause for it. But it didn't take long for people, historically long, for Kleisel to come around and say, this is, this is another parliamentary that was in this galatal today, and it enriches Torah, and so on and so forth, as opposed to uh, other movements which basically have just kind of uh, fallen off the wayside. Uh, look at Rav Shalom Hirsch, 
who gave a new type of um, a new style to explaining Torah, to bringing out its points, to giving over the bigger picture, and Kalaisal sometimes they could be felt that this is it's coming to reinforce Torah, it's coming to um, reattach Kalaisal to its showers, and it did it. And Kalaisal, even people that were far from it and really didn't care for the style of German Torah, recognized it as such. The, the many other movements in Germany, which claimed to be Mechazic Torah, were recognized as being, um, they were being new terrorists. And it was, a, you know, there was something instinctive about them. Occasionally there's mistakes, occasionally, you know, there, there are struggles, but at the end of the day, Kaiser recognized it. So we, historically we see where it led to, and, um, and there's some instinct about getting a sense of it. Okay, the next piece over here is the, uh, it's, it's a Akeda, and um, the, the Akeda here speaks about the Matthias of the Bris. In a lot of ways, he will reinforce many of the points made in, in the uh, Rebbein Abachaya, but Kedarko, he's Meirach a lot more it. We'll try to see some of the points. The first one, he brings a Chazal, very famous Chazal, and this Chazal gives out the flavor of the um, of, of what Rabbi Nachman tried to say, it says, "Kishibikshu Yisrael lifrek oil b'meicheskel." When Kaisal wants to be perek oil b'meicheskel, Mike Sivsham says, "Vayibashana shviis b'chamisha ba'asal lechaydes bo anoshim misikne Yisrael lijus Hashem veishul lefanav ba'amulay." They came and they and they asked the following question: "Koyin akoyin sevet ma'asher chobetshuma." A Fakoyan has an Ebed, can eat Shuma. What if he sells him? Yeah, it's sold that he can eat. Basically, we've been sold out. We've left or we've been sold out. When all work of In other words, the only mile of Kalal Yisrael is that they belong to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Mutually, we have been we've been dumped, and we've resigned. said, What you think you wanted to accomplish, you won't. We won't. says, I swear to you that with a very, very powerful hand and an outstretched arm and with a tremendous outpouring of fury, I'm going to rule over you. Ki mother, you bound to me with an oath. Um, so he said, basically, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's oath to Kaisal is, I will never leave you, which means there will be times that with a tremendous amount of fury, uh, meaning, uh, a Holocaust, uh, in, in a broader sense of the word, Akadosh Baruch Hu will bring Klal Yisrael back. So, um, in other words, Klal Yisrael is bound to Akadosh Baruch Hu, and the result of being bound is that even if it takes a tremendous effort, Akadosh Baruch Hu will bring back Klal Yisrael. By the way, just sort of, I guess, a, a, not a side memory. My father's Chayim was in the Kavna ghetto, and there was an Adam Godlad Moed with him, Reb Matl Pagamansky. And Reb Matl 
was somebody who was a goyen in, in learning and a musser, was from the big, big goyenim in Europe, never had a formal position, but he was somebody people came to and so on. And he was a university student who became Altruva, learned in Tal for many years, was a was a extraordinary tzaddik, um, extraordinary balmusa, very deep person. Um, so he um, he used to say shmuzin there, uh, Shabbos by mincha by mincha time, and he would say that one of his favorite refrains was, "I don't see German soldiers, I see psukim and tanach." And he said, This is a Kaddish Baruch who's imposing himself on Klai Yisrael, whether they like it or not. And with, with a tremendous fury, a Kaddish Baruch who's reimposing himself on Klai Yisrael. Okay, so now, he's, now the, the, the Akedah is saying, The person makes a no, an oath or um, another of any sort, there's no, there's no, it, 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 it doesn't obligate the children if they didn't accept it on themselves when they became mature. It's not possible, um, you know, it makes no sense that, that they should be able to obligate the, the, the children. Because first of all, physically they weren't there. They were there only, um, you know, in a very, very far away sense. And, uh, Certainly, the uh, neshama of the children, which is its own entity, the neshama doesn't necessarily count for the father. Neshama is a new part. That's certainly no shaykhs. So why can you do it? Omnam yira, the next paragraph. That This is what Chazal meant when they said, It says all the neshamas were there. And they were mekayim on themselves to keep. They were on themselves to keep this bris. So he says. Um, he says the, um, the Chazal meant this. This is the point they meant to deal with when they when they said all the neshamas were there. But he said, um, but the Akedas how is that possible? Because the neshamas without the goof are not the person. And once a person comes to Shammah, he has no more mitzvahs. And uh, a person's chiv mitzvahs is when you're in Shammah and a guf. So how did all of these obligations, um, how, how, how did all the obligations um, become incumbent on man if he was there only as a neshama? So he says like this, Ha'amna, next paragraph. The, the shvua and the oath that we're talking about is not the way people imagine it. Um, the bris of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yisrael is not a physical bris where they sat down and said, okay, we'll be your nation, I'll be your God, that's a deal. Um, the, the, every single, this, HaKadosh Baruch Hu engraved a nature in us 
that our sense of being a divine people is as close to us as our sense of living. In other words, people will make decisions. Do I want to eat now? Do I not want to eat now? Do I want to go here? Do I want to go there? The decision to live, we never make that decision because we always want to live. We want to survive. The instinct to survive is our primary instinct, except for the occasional exception for whatever reason. Um, it's just like a Kaddish Baruch who put in a bond, um, a, a, an inviolable bond in every living being that it not kill itself. And again, the exception of the exceptions. And even uh, if there is occasionally a person that doesn't somehow doesn't gets around it, doesn't have it, whatever it is, but that's certainly not human nature. Um, so, so our sense, what Akarish Baruch Hu did was he Im, he engraved in us the need to be Akarish Baruch Hu's people. I want to give a muscle to it. And we'll try to understand it in in um, in this context. There's um, a person can want a person is going to be sold into slavery, and um, he is going to have a horrendous life, and he chooses to die rather than to have a life full of suffering. So we, we understand that. We, we can understand that. We, we do understand that a certain amount of physical suffering makes a person lose his desire to live, especially when there's no way out and so on and so forth. Fine. But, for instance, things that we grew up in give me liberty or give me death. People risk their lives. In, in, um, in Russia, under Stalin, to write, an, to, you know, to, to write or to say things about how they felt about politics. Um, you know... It, what's what's the pshat in that? Um, and the Jewish people of all the nations seem to have that um, drive more than anyone else. There's a book in Hebrew I once read about all the Jewish revolutionaries and all stripes. And then in, 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 in the right, left, center movements. Um, in other words... The given liberty or given death is, 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 is a sense of, I mean, we ask us, listen, you could have a cozy job, comfortable setup, everything good, just uh, no op-ed pieces in the New York Times. You can't write op-ed pieces in the New York Times, but you can take vacation in Cancun, you can do early retirement, you can snorkel, do whatever you want. Why would a person choose? And the answer is, but there is, who in, 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 in stamped in, in, in our neshama another sense of being alive. For Klal Yisrael, that sense of being a Kaddish Baruch Hu's nation, and even though it became diffused a lot, and people have gotten into Avodah because of it, also Avodah Zahar, but, but that's part of that bris. So it's not the Pshat Kaddish Baruch Hu made a formal agreement but HaKadosh Baruch Hu made it part of ourself, the bris with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Um, Hashem says, 
שמציאוס התורו וצרוכו לא יהיו בחינת הנשים שקיבלו מתרעתמון. אבל לא יהיו צרוכו מצד שהם חיים לשואהי. In other words, it's something that goes into אלו פה היום קולונו חיים. It's basically saying that this is the equivalent of life to those of us today. So, um, הנה, אם כן, כל מישהו בחיים בכל הדרס הם שוכים, הם חייבים לזעזר עולם על יחשם אבו. So anyone that has the title of living being has this in, 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 engraved in him. So the, the and the Kedah goes, um, uh, he, he, he says this is very similar to the bris with the Keshes, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the bris with the world is not just that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will turn on the lights every morning, he made it part and parcel of the very nature of the world, that nature is constant. Um, the, the, um, so, so the, the bris that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says is the same bris that people will have an instinct to survive, they're going to have this deep, deep instinct to survive as Amashem. And I think that many of um, Rav Kook used to, uh, people speak, um, obviously one of the areas that there was big machlokas and Rav Kook was that he seemed to speak with high regard about many Rishay Yisrael. The truth was that um, Rav Kook was very, very the Heibner person, um, he was seeing things at a different angle. It, I, I, he, in many places, he, he, it's not that he didn't see the bad, but he also saw another angle, and, and I think he um, was um, emphasizing something which the other people were not emphasizing because they didn't want people to be mistaken in what we should do with it. But Jeff Cook's point was the people that are creating a Medina in Israel these are awesome people. These are people that are throwing everything away because the name Klal Yisrael is important to them. They don't want to assimilate. They, they want to go to Eretz Yisrael and really the name Yisrael. Um, and they're doing it with tremendous chutzpah, tremendous self-sacrifice. It, it's, it's a revelation of some depth of neshama that is extraordinary. These are people that could have lived a reasonably comfortable life in Europe, been fairly successful. Yes, there's always problems and this and that, but the problems are still also. And he, and he sensed a, a some that even people who nominally were being oive bris Hashem, people that on the conscious level were saying, sticking their tongues out, Takashbarahu, and saying, we're doing this to spite you, but inside were being driven by, by a bris that they couldn't help but fulfill. You know, he saw that angle. I think other Dali Yisrael or afraid that people would feel that it legitimizes all the terrible affairs they, they were trying to do and so on and so forth, and their purported ideology, and that's why they were pretty aghast at the statement. But, but as, if you look at it, he was saying, look at the light, look at the neshama force in these people, the, and there's something extraordinary here. Um, so a person, whether he likes it or not, um, he, he will be pushed to do what's right. There's something in him pushing him to be over Hashem, um, to come back to the bris of Hashem, um, despite everything. It, it's something that's as part of his life force as the will to live is. And that's why this Kriusis bris is very different than previous Kriusis bris. It's not just Kriusis sat down and we made a bris. A Kriusis who cut 
into the very neshama and 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 made us that we are part of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and we can never feel fulfilled and whole <coughs> as long as we're apart from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Okay. Well.